This is Judge Dredd. I am the law. Do you betray the law? Do you betray the law? Do you betray the law? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the dreadful Cyberpunk cast. My name is Andy. And I'm PK. And we are here to read, react to, and review the original Judge Dredd case progs, case files, from our compendiums. We are, this episode of the podcast, we will be looking at issues 40 through 42. Uh, taking, starting off with the Mega City 5000 Part 2. Yes. Um, when last we left off, Judge Dredd had been attempting to stop this city-spanning race. That included 5,000 different bikers. Yeah, this city-spanning race, which really uh, the entire East Coast-spanning race. Well, really? from like... Like well, Quebec-ish area? Yeah. Up to like... It was down like, like down North, North Virginia, Virginia kind of thing. Whoa. It's big, it's big. Um, but the two big uh, namesakes that we knew were Zoot Smiley and Spikes Rotten Harvey. Yeah. The two leaders of different gangs, the Spacers Gang and the, the Muties. Muties Gang, respectively. Now... PK, I gotta start off this episode of the podcast with a little bit of a disclaimer. Last time I promised you that today we'd get through a Christmas. Prom. Yeah, you said we'd be doing the Christmas special. I did say that. I am unfortunate to remark I miscounted my episodes, and it's not this issue of the podcast. Cut the Next. feet, cut the feet. Fuck, no. we're done. Get. <laughs> it is I was promised Judge Dredd would be Santa Claus. I didn't say that. I said it was a it was a Christmas well, episode. Well, I jumped to a conclusion. Well. The good news is, the good news is this. This comic, this one we're about to read, the space, the the second Mega City Part Two, Mega City Five Thousand Part Two. Right. It's awful. Um, <laughs> and it's not even awful in like a like a interesting way, like the comic pusher episode or the smokatorium. Uh, it's just it's like just boring. A, it's just a bad fizzle out. Eh. Yeah, it just kind of ends. It um, started. I okay. So I kind of liked the start of this. It's you know. It's like, we talked a little bit about the Cannonball Run and the history of the Cannonball Run. Yep, yep. Of which, you know nothing about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but there's an entire section of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure <laughs> named Steel Ball Run. Yep. Which is a reference to the Cannonball Run, which is a race from the East Coast to West Coast. Yep. Um, however, what I will say is that though this issue, the first issue, uh, issue number 40 that we're going to work on at start off with, though it is boring... The, the issues, you're going to see a hard uptick in crazy. Um, two and three are going to get really up there. Okay. As far as, like, what the fuck-itude is happening kind of thing, all right? So, so we got that to look forward to. Buckle in, it's going to get weird. It's going to get weird. It's going to have a slow start, slow burn. Going to get real weird real quick. Dude, when we last get time episodes. there were monkey mafias and shit like that. You got nothing. To, we're going to the moon. Remember? Oh, I, I do know about the moon. I promised that Judge promised Dredd, a, a, Judge Sheriff Sher of the Moon. You said that Judge Dredd would be Sheriff of the Moon. And uh, Those were your exact words. And I don't know exactly what that means. <laughs> Neither do we. We're going to find out quickly, though. And along with world building. I'm gonna, I put that in underlined, boldened, italicized, comic sans world building. So, starting us off, issue 40 of uh, Judge Dredd. Um, we have our script credit goes to Ron Howard, which is the uh, pseudonym for John Wagner, one of yes. our premier writers. Uh, we have Brian Bolland, 
It is his first issue of doing uh, Judge Dredd, and you'll notice the art style is very different than usual. It's very, it's very crisp. It's very clean. I like it. Yeah, not very heavily uh, shadowed for the most part, like Ian Gibson's. No, his uh, nice, crisp, well-defined lines. Yes, and then our letters are again done by Tony Jacob. It says John Howard on my credits. John Howard. It's a pseudonym for, for John uh, Wagner. John. John Wagner. Yeah, and okay. John Wagner is like the writer basically for this for the series. I see. Okay. Um, though it has had other writers. So. Starting us off, we have this uh, narration bubble. The Mega City 5000. All bold. Every year, countless citizens are injured by vicious motorbike gangs who take part in it in this illegal race across the city. Now only four riders are left in the race. Wow. We went from 5,000... To four? To four. There, you know how you want to wrap things up? You like that... that Dave Chappelle, wrap it up, wrap it up. Music. Yeah, they light the candle in the back of the auditorium, yeah. saying, "Wrap it up." We're 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 closing out the the cannonball run. We're yeah, but we, the... it all got wrapped off <laughs> off panel. <laughs> wrapped up off panel. Yeah, it's like, and there's five thousand four 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 now. There are four. We're we're down to four. And two of them I can see are falling off their bikes on this page. <laughs> Don't worry. We're gonna learn a little bit. Of, we're gonna learn a little bit about them. Okay. Okay. So our first uh, Dutch angle, interesting panel work going on here. Yeah. Uh, the 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 panels definitely are. They're normally quite boxy. This is um, triangles everywhere and mm-hmm. parallelograms and shit. This is a uh, yeah. This is cool panel work. Um, it's basically it looks like a giant kind of looking down a futuristic kind of sixteen uh, wheeler with two bikers on either side. Yeah. Um, one is. Neither of these are lawmen. These look like the biker gang. Yeah, they look like participants in the death in the Mega City 5000. Uh, one is currently stabbing into the wheel of an 18-wheeler with his hand and a knife, which is a terrible idea. Yeah, dude, holy, number one, holy <laughs> shit! The balls! <laughs> He's just like, I'll stab his fucking tires. While they're going on the highway. You guys going to rip your hand off. The other one is using some kind of bola. Bola to smash the to, windshield? Yeah, and you can see the, the driver behind the windshield is oh, yelling. It says, go ahead. You're going to be fine. Yeah. Zoot Smiley, leader of the Spacers gang, and his number two man, Flash. And Flash is saying, right on! It's going to be a Spacer who wins this year's Mega City 5000. The muties are gaining on us. Let's give them something to think about, shall we? And this next panel is cool. It goes uh, from left to right, but it it angles its way upwards across the page, which is kind of cool. Yeah. It shows the 16 we were, like, crashing... The big transit swerved in front of Spike's Rotten Harvey, leader of the Muties, and his sidekick Bones. Uh, we see a man on a bike, ah, just smashing into. Yeah, dude, that is that is. He's uh, dead. He's clearly <laughs> he's dead. dead. Clearly dead. Like I've seen the Sons of I've seen the end of Sons of Anarchy, and that man is dead. I've not seen any of Sons of Anarchy. He crashes his, his motorbike into a semi at one point, and. Oh yeah, he's dead. That's how you die, yeah. Um, I'll have like, you re- head on. So we just met. We got Harvey Rotten. We've got Zoot Smiley, his his sidekick Flash. Yeah. Spikes Harvey Rotten and his sidekick Bones. Yeah. Uh, Bones introduced, and then dies. Dies immediately. Dies within now, the same panel. Now was Bones the panel. stabbing guy? No, uh, Flash is the stabbing guy. Oh, that's there. Flash. Okay. Bones is with Harvey Rotten. Okay. Um, and I'll. Uh, Harvey Rotten looks like Brother Bones is out of the running. Uh, and Spike's Harvey Rotten is like raising his fist, his yeah, spiked shaking his fist, 
as you do, you know, everyone has to do oh, that. Oh, yeah. When you're really mad, you shake your fist at someone. And he says, And now the, and now your doity spaces is gonna get the woiks. Spelled that way. It says woiks. W-O-I-K-S. It says doity. Doity. That's real. That's some real... You, when people start with throwing around doities and woiks, you know it's gonna get real, real serious. Yeah. <laughs> people are gonna lose their kneecaps. The spacers and the muties were competing in this deadly race. Meanwhile, and we have we have panel change to again. It's 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 an angle. It's like a ramp looking panel. Yeah, it's very cool. And uh, we have a dread and all, a bunch of judges like on their uh, lawmasters. Two other judges. They're riding in, in a flying V. Yeah, <laughs> um, and they're chasing. It says, "Meanwhile, Judge Dredd and two other lawmen." Ride in hot pursuit of the speeding thugs. We've got to make sure nobody wins the Mega City 5000. Otherwise, this is a, this destruction will continue next year. Will it? They all seem to be dead. <laughs> I mean, like, they, they are killing themselves. I don't know where we're Brother Bones will not be in next year's race. There is supposed to be 800 million people, though, in this, uh, in this city alone, that right? That makes sense. It's a lot of people. What's the prize? I don't know. Prize, yeah. prize is top dog. Oh, As you're right. You get to be the... The you, biker king. You, you get to be... I don't know the king, but you won. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, you, you did it. All your friends died. Here's, can we just hand out the tro hand out a ribbon, maybe? Um, <sighs> one of the law officers, one of the uh, judges responds to, responds to Judge yeah, Dredd. no one can challenge the law and win. <laughs> Nobody challenges the law. Another reason how I know this, this episode isn't very good... I have almost no notes taken for this thing. <laughs> There's, I have like no, I took notes. Yeah. But like, it's so sparse that I got to the world building, and I'm just like, uh. Um. So, our next panel shows Spike's Harvey Rotten. Um. And well, we have Judge Dredd in the background yelling, "Stop in the name of the law!" Yeah. And Spike's Harvey Rotten, uh, is reaching down with his mailed spiked gauntleted fist and punching the front wheel. Ew. Of Flash, the number two guy number of two the Spacers game. Yeah. Um, and He's uh, punching the front wheel of his motorcycle. Yeah. Very dangerous. <laughs> Again, about as dangerous as stabbing with a knife He's an what, 18 He's 5,000 RPM? No, on a motorbike it's even more because there's only two wheels. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. He's, he's, he's lost his hand. Flash is yelling at him, though. Judge is coming up behind! Spike's Rotten's gonna win this race, Spacer, so you might as well drop out now. Okay! <laughs> and he does! And uh, immediately. Yeah, just, we've lost two people in the first five panels. Yeah, um, whether they're dead or not, they are wrecking their bikes. Yeah. I'm counting at least... Brother Bones, Bones is dead. dead. Bones that is man is dead. dead. You don't take you don't take up the back end of a 16-wheeler at full speed and live, really. No. Um, but we see... That Flash goes down in a pile, and there's these two kind of, like, ramped little, like, uh, sp sp uh what is it, um, jump, little, like, low walls. Yeah, that little, have, like, what you see, the little, the little, like, you go on the subway and they have those little dividers yeah. with the turnstiles. Or, like, at a, at a, a toll booth kind of thing. There's yeah, little, little lanes, divider. little yeah. lanes that are, like, half, which seems very dangerous to some, it, everything seems very dangerous. <laughs> there's a 500 mile an hour sky Thank water. you for bringing that back up. The fucking... 300 feet per second skywalk. Um, but we see that uh, Flash has gone down between these two kind of barriers. Yeah. And, uh, lane Judge... dividers, I guess. Good point. Yeah, lane dividers. And Judge Dredd swerving to the left. Look out. That Spacer's bike is crashing. And, and the then... judge behind him. We'll have to jump those walls. 
There are a million different options you could be doing. You could you could veer, you could turn. Go to a different lane, you could um, slow down. You'll see that um, one of the judges in the next panel, Judge Dredd jumps the wall. Oh my god. Uh, ju another judge swerves out of the way. The third giant chooses a different option. Uh, th the third giant, the third judge, judge chooses yeah. a different option. I said Judge Giant because Giant is here, actually. Oh! Um, the uh, One of the judges yells, uh, go for it. Judge Hunt! Can't worry about him now, Judge Giant. Keep him. Keep after the bikers. So it so is. So Judge Giant was the one who jumped, and uh... no, that's that's Judge Dredd who jumped. Oh, okay. Oh no, Judge Giant jumped as well. They both jumped. The one guy who went down the middle. Crashed. The one guy who did in the middle crash. It's a confusing looking panel. It's yeah, not... it's a little. I'm a little confused by the action, but yeah. I I get it's it okay. now. But now we know Judge Dredd and Judge Giant still working together. Yeah. And uh, Judge Hunt has been introduced and possibly killed. Yeah, you, that in the that same was panel. Like a fatal crash. I mean. It's a bicycle. It's a it's a motorbike. Motorbike crashes aren't known for being particularly no safe. Okay, so uh, again, we have this panel of the judges behind the bikers, and mm -hmm. we have this really cool angle of like a giant spiral highway. Yeah, like curling. going up a giant circular tower. It's like coiling upwards. Yeah. Yeah, and there are people walking on it. Um, and uh, I think it's Judge Dredd saying. No, hang on. I can't tell which one is which because we only see the back of their head. Uh, that's true. I think it's Judge Dredd in the front. They're heading up this spiral walkway to Cosmo's Emporium, trying to shake us off. I'll take them now, Giant. But if I can't catch them, you head them off at the finish of the race. The Westway Beacon. In all bold. <laughs> like, the, we know this, like we know this, The Bill? Westway Beacon. Not the Westway Beacon. Yes. That Westway Beacon. The Westway Beacon? Where the incident happened. Is that where it happened? Yes, that's where it went down. Was he there? All those years ago. Yeah, they do that a lot. <laughs> um, so, the beacon's a thing. What? A beacon is like a signal, right? What's yeah. The, what? What? No, nothing. <laughs> I'm glad you have to guess your face. we're gonna have to find out, right? And you have to look at your face for any kind of clue, <laughs> any kind of context, anything coming up, and you just give me like the no. What are you expecting? What are you expecting? An answer. I, no, no. This is a dove in a fridge. This is literally what you should expect by now. <laughs> you're I don't right. know what else but you're what's expecting. What's that beacon to? Like the east side. I'm sorry. We're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. Are we? Maybe. No, may, no, no. We will not find out. We don't know. Maybe. It's just a. It's just a name for a place. Don't worry about it, Patrick. <laughs> You're getting worked up. We see our next panel has a bunch of shoppers and people like being pushed over rails and hanging off, dangling for help. Yeah, they're on the spiral, the spiral walkway. Yeah, it's clearly a walkway, not a road. They've gone like up into like a shopping center. Basically. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's yeah. It's a very pedestrian. Uh, walkway, basically. And it says, in the narrative bubble, As the race continues, the two hoodlums plow their merciless way through startled shoppers. And, uh, Zoot Smiley says in the lead, As soon as we shake these lawmen, I'm going to deal with you but good, mutie. Dig it? <laughs> really dig into that. Dig it? In dig bold. It? Um, but you can see that they're, like, shoving people aside. So, okay, just to retrace, they do, they do do one cool thing here in this travesty of shit that I'm getting. <laughs> they they very much make it look, yes, this is a shopping district. This yeah. is a very commercial shopping district. It's called Cosmos Emporium. Yep. There's, you know, it, it's an upper scale. They do that without saying much. It's very show, don't tell. That's good. That is good. Um, we got a bit of dread humor coming up here pretty quick, oh, so boy. strap in. Um, so, uh, we see... 
uh, in like rows of aisleways, almost like looking down like a like an. Uh, oh yeah, look, the, the, like those a, are like shop yeah, inside, shelves. Yeah, like shop shelves. Uh, we see a, a, a late woman on a ladder as Spike's Harvey Rotten rides beneath the rungs of the ladder, or between the legs of the ladder. We see about that, Zooty boy. Spikes has got this race in the bag. As this lady like, falls off the ladder. Ah! Yeah. And you can see in the background what's happening. A man's carrying a three-level cake. <laughs> a, a wedding, wedding cake. cake for no reason. Because it's like, what is this, like a wedding store? I don't... He's like, this game is absurdly expensive. I sure hope nothing happens to this fancy store. <laughs> it's, it's why is there every chase in LA? Why is there men carrying a mirror? Two, two glass, yeah. yeah. Why, oh, two men carrying, yeah. Why is there always fruit stands in every police chase? Yeah, why does every, like, every, uh, every chase to like a Middle Eastern bazaar have, like, the cloth canvas thing oh, for always. people to jump and bounce off of? Always. Never, never Are without. they throwing a jar out the window? <laughs> They've hit all the stereotypes. Because the rule of this would be exciting to do in a chase. Yep. It's, um, uh, a cake isn't that exciting, but it's interesting. <laughs> Our close-up uh, shows the man with the cake face <laughs> looking on angrily. Yeah, as because his face got shoved. Because Muty literally just, for no reason, just pushed his face into the cake. Not even, like, in the way. Just yeah. reached out. Dude, you think someone rides by on a motorcycle and shoves your head in a cake. Really, you're at fault. Yeah. Get the hell out of the way. <laughs> Why are you near that? Well, they're oh. in your store. Yeah. You should be able to hear them coming. That's true. Um, but this guy looks on angrily with this nasty sneer on his face. Yeah, his cake is very well drawn. Cake is dripping down his face and dripping off his nose. Dirty, stinking thugs! You wouldn't get away with this if a judge were around! To which Judge Dredd rears by and like... <laughs> Judge Bed, Judge Dread, like skids into the dude and just plows him over and drives his whole head into the cake as he drops it. <laughs> Excuse me, citizen. Official business. <laughs> if only there was a judge here. Judge Dread pushes him. The Kool-Aid man into this scene. If there was a judge here, none of this would be happening. A judge arrived. It was immediately worse. It was immediately worse. Okay. Um, so we see Judge Dredd, he's now on like a higher catwalk, looking down on the two racers below him. Right. And it says in the narrative, Judge Dredd roared down the walkway on the other side of the department store and saw the two bikers ahead of him. And he's thinking to himself, that tunnel leads to the Westway Beacon. Dot, dot, dot. I'm never going to catch them unless I... And he veers his lawmaster bike through a handrail, mm -hmm. cut a few corners... As, uh, uh, what's his name, Mewty? Uh, that is Zoot Smiley. Zoot Smiley, leader of the Muties. Yes. No, leader of the Spacers. The Spacers, and Spike is leader of the Muties. Yes. As, as Zoot Smiley looks up and says, Judge Dredd. But in, but in all bold, oh. and, you know. Judge Dredd. <laughs> there you go, there you go. <laughs> Closer. Um, our next panel shows, uh, Judge Dredd having landed down with them and then taking a baton and just cracking Zoot Smiley right across oh, the mouth. that's a violent-looking panel. Yeah. That looks, like you're really, that looks like he lost all his teeth. It really looks like... I mean, a full baton across the mouth. On a motorcycle? Not fun. Um, I don't know if you've ever played Road Rash 3D. One of my favorite games growing up. For the PlayStation? For the PlayStation. I had it for the PS2, but oh uh... my god. Loved that game. It, I mean... I had the PlayStation 1 game. I played it on, on the PlayStation PS2. 2. Yeah. But it was so good. And we see Judge Dredd yelling to him, That's right, punk! And I'm putting you in reverse! That's the one-liner. That's the one-liner. You <laughs> caught it. Well done, you caught it. Well done. All right. Um, 
Yeah, I should have that as a challenge. Like, what's the one judged red one-liner? What's one the one-liner? Yeah. You gotta call it when you see it. And yeah. See if that's the one. Um, up ahead, at the Westway Beacon, Judge Giant waited. And we see, like, a shining, glowing... It could be the sun... It might be the sun behind him. It looks like, but there's like a weird pole that implies it could be just like a lamp post. Oh, there is a pole coming down from it. I just noticed that. Yeah. Um, anyway, and, yeah, it's 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 very. It's like the western thing with the sun behind the protagonist. Yeah, it's, it's a shining cool panel. behind giant. Yep, it's cool. And we he, see you the, know you see the showdown movies and like they're they're on the the one street oh, yeah. and like jousting or whatever. But when you see that 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 panel of the sun setting or rising or just being a fucking light. Behind, <laughs> it's just being a fucking light. What's behind the protagonist. That's the scientific name for stars. Just a fucking light. It's just a fucking light, dude. Um, we see as Judge Giant sits there on his lawmaster, waiting for Spike's Harvey Rotten. The radio blares, and it's Judge Dredd. Spike's Rotten is already in the tunnel. I'll never stop him now. It's up to you, Giant. To which he responds, Wilco JD, am moving to intercept. JD. Judge, Judge Dredd. Dredd. That's a cool little nickname. JD. That's a that's a that's a regular name. I wonder if Judge Dredd ever goes out as JD. I wonder if JD is like another life he has. I would <laughs> like he's got a wife and kids. <laughs> he's like an accountant. Yeah. He's My name is JD. I sure do love My wife. <laughs> My wife? <laughs> it's like hard cut to like a broom with a face painted on it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want for dinner? You always say that. Um, we see Spike's Harvey Rotten now is riding towards Judge Giant, and Judge Giant yells from the background. And we can see now, yeah, the background, the beacon, it's literally oh, just it, like a pole with a light on it. Yeah, it's like a, it's, like a, it's like a lamppost, yeah. Yeah. As they face each other down, you know, the, the classic... I feel like older biker movies do this a lot more than more recent biker movies, where they have like the two guys doing bike-to-bike combat, like, uh... I, I could be incredibly wrong on this, so if I'm on the internet and I'm wrong, it's very embarrassing. But we don't have any listeners, so cheers. Cheers. I'm kidding. We have a couple of listeners. We love you guys. We love all five of you. <laughs> but I feel like it's in um, uh, Rebel Without a Cause. Never seen. It's, it's you know, Marlon Brando. It's a classic biker movie. Very early 60s, or late 50s. Wow. It's, I didn't know the bike had been invented then. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Um, but we see... Uh, in the, dis- in, the, in the way in the background, we have the little form of Judge Giant on his lawmaster yelling out to Sparks Harvey Rotten. Hold it, baby! You ain't getting past me! To which res- Rotten responds, wearing his black helmet with a, a spike coming off the top. Yeah, again, that's a very classic biker design, is the, is the World War I German Kaiser-issued helmet. Yep. And he says, Is that so, lawman? Well, there's only one way you're gonna stop Spikes Rotten's reaching that line. And... He, the really cool panel, I like this panel yeah, a lot. Yeah, he is snarling. We're looking directly at uh, at Spike's Harvey Rotten over the, the headlamp of his uh, of his bike. As he like, re- you can clear, he can see through the speed lines, he's revving the engine. And he says, you're going to have to ram that heap of jungle riding right into me. Mutie's rule, okay? Why? That's, that's what he says. Why the okay? Okay. It's not a question. It's, it, is, it just ends with an exclamation, but I don't know why the okay is there. Mutie's rule, okay? Mutie's rule! Okay. <laughs> it's like, is, he, okay. is he looking for, like, approval? It's like, Mutie's rule! Did they sure do, Spike. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, uh, and uh, Judge Giant is, you know... Riding at him. And, and he had a little thought about, he's playing a game of chicken. Trying to make me crack before we smash into each other. Well, I sure ain't hanging around. 
Hanging around. What's gonna happen? Giant's hand Whoa. pressed a switch on his bike. We see it going from manual to auto. And uh, as he leaps off his bike in a in a fucking like cannonball pose. Yeah, like a he, he, yeah, he balls himself up really fucking well. Um, and he thinks to himself, the speed roll. One of the first tricks they taught up me at the judges' academy. And uh, Spike Harvey Rotten responds, the rat's jumping, but he left his bike on auto. Yeah. As he gets like run right into on the fucking bike. As the bikes collide, he goes flying forward. And we can see him land on his stomach, and, like, the beacon is just out of reach, right? Yeah, it's just, he's, oh, that's the beacon! Yeah, that's the beacon. That's the, the classic western beacon. Western that we've, beacon, yeah. That we've that's, been talking about. Yeah. Um, the beacon, gotta reach the beacon, gotta be the man. As he, like, passes he's out, like, yeah, reaching, he's out, reaching for it. he's crawling towards it. And... Our last panel shows Judge Giant and Judge Dread. Judge Giant's dusting himself off, and it says, "I'll have you read the the narration if you'd like." But we can see in the background that like uh, Spike's Spike Harvey Rotten is like an inch yeah. from touching the the base of the beacon. He's just missed the beacon. Yeah, uh, go for it. Judge Giant Speedroll had saved his life. He joined Judge Dread at the beacon. Only inches away, but that's enough. The bike thugs know we can stop them now. They won't try to hold the Mega City 5000 again. Man. And that's the end of the Mega City 5000 Part 2. Damn. So, do you feel like a little, for as bad as a person that that, that that Spikes was, do you get a little, a little pain of sympathy? A little bit like, he was close. He almost got what he wanted. Very close. And he was the, ah. Uh. Um, so, things to talk about for this episode. There are some. For there, yeah. Settings and places. Uh, I'm going to skip over that because we're really just in the streets of Mega City. Oh, what's that shopping district, whatever it's called? Oh, Astro. Uh, I know what you're. Uh, I know what you're saying. I know where it is. I mean, it's part of Mega City 1, so it doesn't really matter. It's just matter. A, a shop, though, is the name of it. Um, it was. They were heading into. Cosmos Emporium. Cosmos Emporium. So that's a place. I'm going to put that down on here because the other thing I had written down is not a place. Uh, the. Uh, Cosmos Emporium. Yeah, the Sparrow Walkway to Cosmos Emporium, which is probably like a shopping uh, district or shopping. A center. shopping district or like a, 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 a what's the 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 you know like Sears and they have this yeah mega shopping center kind of yeah. Thing. Um, characters we have a return of Zoot Department Smiley. Store. Department store. There we go. Characters we have Zoot Smiley, leader of the Spacers gang. Flash, number two man to Smiley. Spikes, Harvey Rotten, leader of the Muties gang. Bones, Rotten sidekick, dies immediately upon him being introduced. Uh, Judge Hunt, who crashes into Flash's wrecked bike, but we do not see a confirmed kill, so we can't really guarantee that. And we have Judge Giant returning, which yeah. is nice. Um, items and technology of note. The Westway Beacon. It sure is a light. <laughs> what? What? Why? What is it? How is it? How is it? Who organizes this? Is it? Someone has to be like, well, that's the, where the beacon, that's the end of the race right there. Yeah, that's what I'm like. Is it like... It, what if the judges just took the beacon? What, yeah. Like, what's the A literal that? moving goalpost. Goal yeah. What if we just... It looks pretty big, like 1.5 times as big as a normal streetlight. It, it looks like a normal streetlight. Just goes straight up and then a giant glowing ball on it. Is it just like the end of the West Road? Is it the, the west side of Mega City 1? I mean... 
<laughs> we, we're not given any information on it, no. so we may never know. But a, a beacon is a light, like, you know, lighthouse beacons, yeah. shit like that. Uh, maybe it has some kind of relative significance in the area, kind of like a, like a, a street lamp or some kind. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it could be like a, like a local... Um, way marker kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, that's the Westway Beacon. Now we're right by you know, the highway that leads to Cosmos Emporium. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say, uh, places we don't get a lot of, like, I mean... You expect going across all of Mega City, we'd have seen some cool vistas and different places and stuff. They didn't really do that, which is kind of sad. No, we um, kind of saw so much more. We saw a little bit of a cool indoor shopping arcade, maybe. A little bit, not much. Not much. <laughs> um, items and technology of no other than the beacon, though it isn't necessarily technological. We see Judge Dredd using a using a baton as a weapon for the first time. Oh yeah, to smash Smiley's face. We've in. never really seen that before. He's, I've never seen him use the, a baton so far in, in the comics, I believe. Um, terrible slang, made-up words, Judge Dread one-liners. I think we hit the two of them pretty well. Uh, Muties rule! Okay? okay. <laughs> Why? And what was the other one that, uh, uh... I'm putting you in reverse. Yeah. That was it. That was There's the one. one I thought might be one. It was like, uh, um... Oh, what was it? It was just the woiks. Oh, God, the woiks. We could do the woiks on them. That wasn't a Judge Dread one-liner. And Muties rule right. okay was just too funny. Yeah, you're right. Um... World building, not a lot of world building in this issue. No, it's a part it's two, well. it's, so yeah. it doesn't really. You're gonna have to ram that heap of junk your right, right into me. That's, good. That's a good line as well. Number one, uh, I don't know what you're getting at, sir. I'm this... not... Who's ramming what? <laughs> um, do you want me to take my pants off? For world building, I did write down that we very quickly go from 5,000 writers at the beginning of the last issue to four at the start of this one. Yeah, well, he knew it was a part two, he knew he had to wrap it up. Why Why has this race not been stopped before? Have they tried and failed every time before? I, I guess, maybe? We don't know. Because the biggest thing is the number of riders. We don't know what they did between the issues <laughs> to get them down from 5,000 to 4. I imagine they... Not 4,000. Yeah. Not 4. four. There, there was 5,000. We are now Nick's 4,996 people. Yeah. Uh... I, what I had been taking away was they had seemingly tried to stop the, the, the race before. And it just never worked out. failed, and so every time someone wins, like, oh, I could win. Mm. And that just inspires hope for another death race. Yeah. <laughs> death, speaking of death, uh, our death count this issue, only real confirmed, more or less, kill bones. Sides, uh, side of uh, Spike's Harvey Rotten introduced moments for riding headfirst in the back of a stopped 16-wheeler. Yeah, bones is dead. Bones is definitely dead. And with that, unless you have anything else you want to talk about for this issue, I just one small one go small for it. Point. Go for it. Why didn't Judge Giant just use a can on his bike and then swerve out of the way? You know, it's a great question, but we're not going to worry about that. Okay. He literally could have just shot his bike. Yes. He could have. He was racing him. He was playing chicken with him from a distance. Chicken from a distance. You but you're riding head on at each other and swerve out of the way. You win. Yeah. Or better yet. Just stay put and fire. Oh, yeah. And then just watch as the wreck slowly drifts to you. Um, uh, so. That's PK, all I wanted to know about. <laughs> we, I'm going to need you to strap in. Okay. Because we got a lot happening in this issue, okay? Um, this is issue 41, titled Luna 1. Our script is by John Howard. Again, John Wagner. It's a pseudonym. Okay. Our artist is our good friend Ian Gibson. Hey! Uh, and letters again by Tony Jacob. Not to be dis uh, discouraged. Um, 
First thing that jumps off the page is we have a big sheet of paper of stationery with all these stars and like ribbons and eagles and looking very official. Very, very official. There's even like a like a metal stamp on it. Yeah. I'm gonna or have like a you, wax seal in the bottom right. And I'm, a big... uh, I'm gonna have you read it if you want to, by all means. From the Grand Ju Council of Judges, Office of the Triumvirate. Triumvirate? Triumvirate. Triumvirate. Yep. Triumvirate. Two, Judge Dredd. By vote of the Triumvirate, you are hereby appointed to the office of Judge Marshal of Luna One. Yep. <laughs> the United States of North America colony on the moon. <laughs> you are instructed to seek immediate passage on the first... <laughs> We're not even going to give you a ride. No. Nope. You got to go get a ship, uh, go Get a ship. Yep. <laughs> you are instructed to find immediate passage on the first available lunar shuttle for the Triumvirate. So, <laughs> Just, oh, you gotta go to the moon. You have been congratulations. You've been promoted to the moon. Uh, go buy some plane go. tickets. Go right now. Go walk. Don't run. Don't walk. May I have one of those? They look so tasty. Mm -hmm. they look, I, I haven't had a pizza Pringle in like ages. I wonder how they aged. Hmm. I like pizza. Pizza's one of my. Yeah, it's one. It's out there. Salt and vinegar, number one. Oh yeah, for sure. All right. But this Pringles podcast must be interrupted by Judge Dredd. Pringles, if you want to sponsor us, and someone, hey, anyone, if you want to sponsor us, <laughs> anyone, actually. So I found this out. Actually, interrupting this for a moment. All of our videos on YouTube have been claimed for copyright. We weren't monetizing them because no one watches them, which is right. fine. But they have all been claimed for copyright by uh, the the production company who wrote. The individual song that I use for the credits, the credit scene from the 1995 Judge Dredd movie, and I use like they 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 specifically cite in all their citations from 302 to 316. I use like 10 seconds <laughs> of that song. They're like, "Fuck you, that's our 10 seconds." I'm like, "I'm not even making money with this. Why?" Wow, we've already gotten copyright. That's pretty cool. I mean, I feel kind of like honored that someone Yeah, someone's paying attention. Like someone out there who's involved with the Judge Dread process has at least been like, hey, fuck you guys. I'm like, yeah, nice. Thanks for noticing. You noticed Who us. Knows? If we could go to court. Oh my god. I, I will not go to court unless Sly Stallone. Can we can we go to court like in costume dressed as judges? <laughs> yeah. Like I Ten seconds. Can you play that clip for me again? And just have it play the clip a hundred times. <laughs> we'll be our own attorneys. <laughs> oh my god, I'm his attorney. He's my attorney. I like to call fifty character witnesses to the stand. <laughs> Little old lady, is it true that I asked you to be a witness? <laughs> so yes. Our questioning is over. Questioning is over. Case dismissed. Objection! I, I object myself. Um, you would be the the worst and best attorneys. Um, <laughs> You're gonna hate us. Was it Warner Bros? Oh, it was like okay. I, I'm gonna pull it up because it was it was one of those things. I'm like, what? Who? What? Because the the company that claimed uh, uh claimed it as copyright wasn't like a name that I was familiar with, and I had to Google it. Um, I cannot believe this. Yeah, I, 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 I totally forgot to mention this to you in any way, even in real life in any way. You're holding um, all the money we make from this podcast, Warner Bros. Yeah, all the money that we're making, it's all yours, guys. We got nothing. No, no, you know what? Not all. We're going to split it 50-50. You know what? Yeah, 50% of zero is still... 
That's why we don't divide by zero, kids. Um, I cannot believe this. I know, right? Like, I just didn't. I just didn't think it would happen. I can't seem to find it right now. But that's okay. But it, it was literally like the company that made the one song from that movie. Oh my Not God. the whole soundtrack. That one song. They found us. They found us and they got us. <laughs> they are desperate. Moving on, we have Judge Dredd being appointed Judge Marshal of the Luna One, the of kind of the colony of Luna One. I don't know if there are other colonies on the moon. Maybe. Well, maybe we'll learn about that. Are we going to? Who knows? You do? It's a 50-50 coin toss. <laughs> sure. They could talk about it a little bit, <laughs> or they might talk about it not, not, not even a little bit. All right. Well. So we see Judge Dredd. I'm going to have you describe this panel for me real quick while I refill my drink, because uh, I, need, I need you to describe what's going on. So... In this panel, we have Walter the Wobot uh, is, uh, I think he's a pair of socks, he's helping Judge Dredd pack. Yep. Um, and, of course, you know how many he gets nervous he's, that, that he starts leaking? Because <laughs> I want to give him the human emotions of, like, he, he could be crying. Yeah. Um, he's sweating oil or, or crying oil or something. So he is helping Judge Dredd pack as he, as he leaks, and Judge Dredd is carrying two giant textbooks labeled... Luna Law, Volume 6 and Volume 7. <laughs> oh, giant oh, textbooks. And his giant, uh, uh, his giant, uh, crate. Or, yeah. Uh, or, yeah, it just says Dread on it. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. And now, I'm going to be read for Walter. Yes, as I am, as I love to do. Um, I'm also, also pretty sure that those socks he's packing are star-spangled, like stars with, like, I'm pretty sure it's American wasn't, socks. Wasn't it clothing Walter was buying for Dread? Over and over again while he was working as a, yeah. as a, as as a, a taxi, taxi robot. Taxi robot. Okay. Please, Master, don't be cruel to your faithful old retainer robot. Take Walter to the moon with you. <laughs> Walter will be miserable without you. <laughs> it is written like that. Judge Red, scowling, looking at his books of law, packaging up. For the last time, no. The appointment only lasts for six months. Now shut your metal mouth and get on with the packing. <laughs> so, appointment only lasts six months. Okay. It's only going to be there for six months. Dead or alive. Uh, our next panel uh, is a quick transition. We're off planet. Oh, yeah. That, that was an immediate. <laughs> that was one panel later. We, we, have, this, um... we have the Earth in the, in the background. And we're on some kind of, like, rocket cruiser. His lunar shuttle. Yeah, it says Luna Cargo. And it says, three hours later, a shuttle takes off from Kennedy Spaceport, which of, we've heard of before. Yes. On the half-day journey to the moon. Half-day half day journey to the moon. Six it, hours to the moon. It takes three days for one of our, our spacecrafts nowadays to reach the moon. Wow. So I, That's a six. I meant 12. It's okay. But, hey, we got there. Yeah. 12-hour 12, 12 trip to the moon, so they, they can travel pretty quick. On board, Judge Dredd is reading up on the history of Luna 1. So, hey, guess what we're going to get? Some some uh, some history, some world building. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. I was, I was, Because I was just thinking, like, why are there seven volumes of huge Luna law well, when it's a colony established by... Uh, wouldn't they share the majority of laws with... The American counterpart. Now we're I can understand some weird bylaws and stuff because cities and states have different laws, but seven giant volumes. <laughs> Here's the good news: all of the lore you're gonna get is in this next panel. Thank you. That's great news. 
Look at it. Look at look at this next panel. This the, next panel is the size of a Cheeto, maybe two Cheetos lined up together. It's a good inch by 2.5 inches. <laughs> it's just mostly words. And it shows the moon and an area staked out of the moon with a, with a flag. With the weirdest looking American flag I've ever seen. Well, here's the thing. Remember that. Remember that okay. weird flag. Because it's got vertical stripes and three stars. Yep, vertical stripes, three stars in the corner. Go for it. Read the, read the thing. The International Lunar Treaty of 2061 divided a million square miles at the surface of the moon between the three great cities of America and called it Luna One. Okay, hold on. I'm just going to... Okay. Uh, a million mile, a million square miles of the surface of the moon between the three great cities of North America. And every six months, one of the three cities would, would have to supply a new Judge Marshal to govern the Luna One police force. Okay. That's needlessly complicated. So... One of the three great cities of North America. Texas City, Mega City One... We haven't been introduced to the last one yet. Okay. I know what it is. Alright. But there are three cities. And there are three stars on that flag. You're right. So I'm guessing the United Cities of America are those three cities. That's it. That's like a country, basically. That makes the most sense. Um, but the, the, the wording three great cities kind of makes me think, are there, are there cities that aren't great? I or... think that there are cities... Outside of our con- country, 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 country. Um, I think that there are cities outside of our country, but we don't know. What would be really funny? I don't know if this is a thing or not. It'd be hilarious if there was an American comic that wrote about the judges or a judge in whatever, like uh, Great Britain city. <laughs> And it's just the most British. Oh like, yeah, it's like, all British stereotypes instead of American stereotypes. That'd be fun. I'd like that. It's um, probably happened. We see Judge Dredd with his uh, lawgiver pistol in his hand and his giant trunk next to him, and this giant book open, the lunar law he was reading about. He's thinking to himself as he sits up in his chair. So now it's Mega City One's turn. And they've chosen me. Megacy One's turn, meaning it's their turn to pick someone. They have to pick the, the Judge Marshal. They yep. pick Judge Dredd, their top lawman. And he says, Whoa, noises from my trunk. Walter the Robot stuck in the trunk, didn't he? We're going to have to find out. Uh, I'm going to have you. I need you to read oh, this God line. Oh, goddammit. I need, I need you to read this line. Mm-hmm. Come on, like, come on, nice and quiet, or you'll get lead surgery. <laughs> And, of course, he's lifting open the trunk. And, and that's and, the line. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, the very next line... Uh, Coming from inside. A speech from the trunk says, Greetings, Judge Dwed! <laughs> Who could it be? I warned you. What are we going to do without Walter all this time? Oh, it's six been... months without Walter. Or is it going to be six months of nothing but, but Walter? Walter. <laughs> <laughs> Judge Walter. Oh, no. Hmm? He is a free robot. Come out um, nice and quiet or you get lead surgery. That's the line. Judge Dredd is now standing in his titular pose. Legs spread, arms akimbo, fists on his hips, looking down, scowling. Walter! Drock, you robot! I thought I gave you strict orders. <laughs> Walter clambers out of the trunk. He's like, he's like, clinging to Judge Dredd's leg. Like a, like a, like a, what's the, the fantasy epic where the woman's always on the Oh yeah, like the, 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 yeah, the, the fantasy romance novel covers. It's literally that. 
<laughs> a man and his robot. And he's screaming. He's he's yelling to him and sweating. Yeah. Oh, Judge Dredd, who will look after you on that rotten moon if Walter do not come? What? Who will look after you on that rotten moon if Walter do not come? If Walter do not come, who will work his wife wheels to the bone for you? <laughs> Remember, Walter chooses his enslavement. Yeah, he is a free robot he's of a, like five. Of like one. Of he's oh. the only one. The other one got pleasure circuits. Remember? That's right. He got freedom. So he's the only free robot and he's the most groveling slave there is. Oh my god. And our next panel shows Walter standing there with his hand kind of like going into himself. Just like oil dripping over the screen of his yeah, face. Yeah, just like, ah. Go for it. <laughs> But Walter has disobeyed you. I'm a wicked robot. <laughs> Just say the word, dear master, and Walter will whip out his sinful circus. Uh, all right. Oh! Yeah, he's going to rip out his own heart, basically. <laughs> all right. You can stay. Anything's better than having you dripping oil all over my clothes. <laughs> so, Walter's... He's to rip out his own heart. Yeah, Walter is like... At, at, like, literally at a drop of a hat, ready to kill himself for Judge Dredd. God um, damn! Next panel, though, is Ian Gibson, once again, showing us why he's our favorite artist. Oh, yeah, dude. We've got, like, the, the bridge of yeah. an amazing... It's just an amazing shot. Um, how would you describe it, PK? Okay, so, um... It's not the Star Trek bridge. It's very much like... You ever play those old 90s, like, point-and-click adventure games, like Space Quest? Well, it reminds me of that. Okay. Um, you just have the, you have like the you have like the 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 cameras behind the the pilots or or you know engineers or whatever. All at a very detailed desk, just full of buttons and levers, levers and, and knobs. Yeah, screens and, everywhere. And there's yeah. a giant. There's uh, a giant window, a giant cockpit like observation window, and looking out over the surface of the moon, which is also really really cool. Looking with various domes. Yeah, there's which are the the colonies. I'm assuming. Yep. And uh, Judge Dredd is pointing, uh, Walter Robot's in the room, but Judge Dredd is pointing over someone's shoulder out the window. And one of the gentlemen is talking to him and says, As the shuttle approached the lunar surface, uh, Dredd was invited to the control room. That's Luna Colony 1 below, sir. The Oxidome only covers a fraction of the territory, just now. But already they've built mines, chemical works, water collection plant... What's that flashing light to the west of the Oxydome complex? We can see some kind of bright, uh, yeah, flashing over, light. Coming yeah, over, over the horizon of the of the surface of the moon, we can see a gigantic light. Now, I'm gonna this. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna have some some, some shit coming up. So just strap in, okay? just buckle in and get through it. I'm gonna have you read the next one for okay. us. It, it is clearly a missile. As we see, a yes. clearly a missile that looks very futuristic with lots of wings and jagged it's points. The, it's got the fins and the pointed tip and yep. the. <laughs> Holy haze! It's a Killjoy Destructive Missile, homing straight in on us! What is it called again, PK? Killjoy Destructor Missile. A Killjoy Destructor Missile. Okay. Judge Dredd is uh, put on hands on shoulders, pointing to people, telling people what to do. Uh, one of the engineers or pilots says to him, We have no defensive systems on these old shuttles. The KDM, Killjoy Destructive Missile, yep. Destructor Missile, will blow us to kingdom come! Judge Dredd calms everyone. There's still a chance. Alter core straight for the missile. Full thrust. They're going to play a game of chicken with a missile. You know, the, okay. So, <laughs> we're getting through it, Andy. Yep. All right. 
Uh, next page, very top panel with a very good. Yeah. This is a very interesting character, very interesting design mm -hmm. for someone who's just a throwaway character. Yep. Um, look a little like Captain Kirk, actually. Yeah. Ten seconds impact. I don't know what you're playing at, sir, but it better be pretty good. Cut to Walter the Robot. Judge Dredd's the greatest! Cut to Judge Dredd. Stow it, Walter. I'm releasing the cargo grabs. Fire retro rockets now! And we see the great force of the retro rockets slowed the shuttle and the gigantic cargo container sped on. So the shuttle is actually in the base of this massive cargo container. Uh, and they, what they did was they slowed themselves down and the cargo container kept going straight towards the missile. Okay. And we see... Quack! Uh, oh, sorry. That's your line. Uh, Walter clearly saying it. Quash! Judge Dredd's done it! As... Uh, a bunch of teddy bears and like flowers and dolls and toys yeah, all get just blown like, up. The cargo they were bringing in, just like they sacrificed it to save the, which you know, sacrifice to save your lives. Yeah, but like, do we have to like, <laughs> zoom in on like these children's toys? Yeah, why are we doing that? It's a little unnerving. Um, the, back on the bridge, we have Judge Dredd and that same engineer slash pilot. Dredd is, is saying, um, "What worries me is who fired the missile." That's what worries me, too. You think I feel like this doesn't worry anyone? Like, ah, yeah, we survived. Let's not worry about it ever again. Well, let's see what this engineer has to say. Oh I'm going to have God. you read it. Probably. <laughs> what? <laughs> As they nearly avoid death. Yep. And sacrifice all the cargo they bring from to a, the moon. From a, from a Killjoy destructor missile fired off the moon. The, and Judge says, what worries me is who fired that missile? The 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 the, previous, the engineer or pilot or whatever says probably some kid. Weapon laws are so loose on Luna One. Anyone can get there. Get, anyone can get a hold on a KDM. <laughs> ah, just he's some just kids just funning us and just goofing. What fucking kids have the capacity to launch a missile? What fucking sociopath child? <laughs> it's like, launching. Oh yeah, the shuttle. The shuttle. Yeah. Third time this week it's happened. Like seriously. You're just gonna say kids? The, okay, so they're building up the, the, the it's the it's the Wild West. Law weapon laws, specifically weapon laws are are loose and wild. You yeah. know, you know, in the Wild West, you can be like six years old. I need I need a six shooter to go shoot the man what shot my paw. Yeah. And gonna well, here you go. <laughs> you got a nickel. Um, but the problem <laughs> is, is that now we've got acceleration. Now we have kids playing around with weapons of mass destruction, surface to air missiles. Yeah. Um, in space. In space! Um, when you fire a missile in space, it will not stop until it hits something. Yeah. <laughs> Most things in space won't stop until they hit something, technically. Yeah! It's just... Or something hits them. Yeah. Um, so, <sighs> now that we know it could have just been kids using a guided missile... Just from a, some from a, kids from goofing around. <laughs> Cut to little Jimmy. Let's go to the launch station! Yeah! Oh, there's a shuttle coming in! Let's kill them. <laughs> oh no, that was a shuttle with my bear on it! <laughs> um, again, our next panel, though, is about a, a little, little under half a page, but it's, again, Ian Gibson flexing those world-building muscles, man. Yeah, it's dude. It's just beautiful. We're clearly inside one of the domes. Yeah, yeah, we're clearly inside like the, the, the airport, because it's like a, or the spaceport. They call it Oxydome, I think they called it, right? Ah. Cause we see like those conveyor belts with all the with all the the cargo on it. Yep. We see airlock, terminal one, yeah. customs, uh, baggage control, 
and um, just a bunch of people and luggage going everywhere. And outside, oh, a duty free shop. Yep. Outside, there's all kinds of crazy like skyscra- skyscrapers and stuff going on. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna have to do this. Um, all right. Well. There is a large man with a. Oh cape, my god! That's just gut. With a cape and a big gut. And a ten-gallon hat. A big old Texas ten-gallon hat. And uh, he's, he's got a cape with an eagle and a star on it. He's waving to Judge Dredd, and Judge Dredd is like acknowledging him with a hand up. And Walter the Wobot is carrying Judge Dredd's giant trunk. Yeah. Um. Soon at the shuttle docked. Soon the su- soon the shuttle docked at the Luna spaceport, and uh, I'll have you go for this cowboy here. All right. He is saying, "Well." Spelled W-A-A-L. Yep. Whale. Well, howdy, Marshal Dredd. I'm Judge Tex. You're a deputy. You want to see around your little old colony? Oh, I'm, I'm impressed with the voice choice. Um, <laughs> Dredd responds, I'll get a feel for it. I could, I could even it out later. No, it's fine. I'm loving it. Keep going. <laughs> the weirder, the better. <laughs> no, the appointment ceremony isn't for 12 hours. Take me to my quarters. I'd like to rest up. And... Cut to Judge Dredd's new quarters. Yeah. Um, we see Walter the Robot is opening a some kind of, like, cabinet with a tinier robot in it. Yeah. Ooh, says, dude. It says Fred 1 oh, on his... Oh, I thought it Freddy, but yeah, it's Fred 1. Fred 1 on his... on its Because, uh, as we know, robots always have their names written on their chest. Yeah, he still says, I'm Walter, try me. Uh, soon at, Judge, at Dredd's new quarters above Justice HQ, we have Walter the Robot opening up this little tiny robot space, and he's mm-hmm. saying... A bit rough and wetty, but there's still plenty of room and good grief! There's a robot in your closet. <laughs> well, get rid of him. It's bad enough with one of you. Oh, <laughs> shit! Judge Dredd throwing shade. Not even a, not even a, I a bet second Dredd, hesitation. I bet Dredd was like, listen, you got to get me away from my robot. Just request me for anywhere. Anywhere. And, <laughs> and they will send him to the moon. He's like, fuck. At least I'll be rid of Walter. I was going to go, I want to go my Six robot. Months. And then... Well, you know what I missed the most. Um, so uh, we see uh, Walter like picking up the little Fred Fred uh, robot by the back of his neck, kind of thing, and he's yeah. he's about half the size of, of uh, Walter, and he's got these like cartoonish, evil-looking eyes. Yeah, he's got these these angry-looking eyes. He's got his hands behind his back. The little visor mouth. And the little guy says, "Rent a robot agency sent me, sir. I'm Fred One." Judge Dredd's robo-servant. Walter is Judge Dredd's super-robot. <laughs> he will not have a strange robot about the house. As He's very passionate about it. Oh, yeah. He's fucking pissed. And as we see, uh, Walter sets him back on the ground as, like, waggling Whoa. his finger at him. You can see Fred 1 has a fucking hatchet behind a his back. battle axe. Yeah, like, like a fucking, like, gleaming battle axe behind his back. A little tiny robot. Um, and Walter's giving him the business. That's why his hands are behind his back yeah, all the time. Okay. Yeah. Alright, and then as Walter's, you know, shaking his hand at him, giving him the business. Yep. So take yourself back to Winter Walmart and. Where are you going, you wascal? Stand still when Walter is talking to you! And Fred One says, Just want to have a word with the with Judge Dredd as he pulls up his massive axe for him. <laughs> and he goes charging and hopping towards Judge Dredd, who's got his back turned to the two of them, sitting in a chair. Yeah, looking at the, 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 the monitor or whatever. Yep. He goes, Oh, Dwak! He's got an axe! Look out, Master! What the? As uh, the Fred One robot chops down and doesn't even make it halfway through one of the Luna Law books. Yeah. He well, chops into the book that Judge Dredd was reading. He doesn't even cut all the way through it. Yeah, like halfway through the, the thick book. Die! 
die! <laughs> he and, looks like a fucking Looney Tune. Yeah, it's very Looney Tunes. Um, and now we have see that Judge Dredd uh, has his finger waggling at little Fred One, and Walter the Wobot has Fred yeah, One's arms. Yeah, he's got like a full Nelson, not full Nelson, but he's, he's gripping his arms. Yep. He says, I have him, Judge Dredd. Talk, robot. Who sent you here? To which he re uh, responds, I'm going to have you do this. Question dangerous. Begin emergency procedure. Four. He's going into a self-destruct sequence. Down, Walter, as he... Judge Dredd heroically hurls. grabs him out of Walter's hands, pushing Walter back for safety. Yeah. And throws him... Out the window. The, oh, out the window. Okay, I thought it was a monitor. And he yeah. goes... Little Fred 1 goes out the window, crash, and then... Bam! Blows up into a giant yeah. expo explosion. Um... And uh, the, Walter's like scratching where his chin would be yeah. on the screen, like 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 huh. fucking deep in thought. Yeah, what's he thinking though? Program to destroy himself, if questioned. Who would have sent him, Master? That's what I'd like to know. First from the KDM, now this. One thing's for sure. Whoever it is behind this sure doesn't want me on Luna One. All right, so we have like a murder mystery thing going on. Next prog. We've only been introduced to like three characters, and one of them is the former sheriff, the deputy. Yeah, it's him. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Okay. We've only been introduced to so many characters. There's like the, the, the pilot we engineer. Didn't even get the the name of any of these people. You're right. So, I don't know. I'm that, I'm that cowboy you saw and he spoke for one moment. He was really small on that panel. He was it was, he was a wide yeah, shot. Yeah, but he was still a new character introduced. Yeah. Uh, next prog showdown on Luna One. I I'm calling it right now though. You're calling it. He's the killer. That's an interesting. Or not killer, attempted killer. Okay, okay. He's the guy who's got it out for Judge Red. Yeah. Muscling on his territory. Okay, so the uh, uh, recap. Settings and places this issue. We have Luna 1, a multi-city run zone on the moon. Yes, the three, uh, great, three great cities of North America. Features mines, chemical works, water collection plants. We don't know why yeah. it's there. It's a million miles, square miles. Uh, it's a million square miles of surface on the moon. You're right. It's not all sur It's not all city. Yeah. But that's um, like the, only the... parts of it are in the Oxydome, as they called it. Yeah. Um, characters we have. We have Walter the Wobot making his triumphant return <laughs> and stuck with us. We have... Oh, uh, the guy did introduce his name. He said his name was Judge Tex. And he was wearing a... Uh, I think his name said his name was Judge Tex. He probably did. We there was a lot going on. Yeah, I'm Judge Tex, your Howdy deputy. Marshall, I'm Judge Tex, your deputy. Yep. So he's got a deputy. Uh, so Judge Tex, probably the murderer. Probably also from Texas City. We can assume there's been we've no we know of two places. <laughs> well, three places now. Luna Luna One, but Mega City One, Texas City, now Luna One. Yes. Uh, we also got as a character. Fred One, a robot sent to assassinate Judge Dredd in his room. Yeah, he seemed to be sort of some kind of like you know just 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 house robot to like clean up and and pick up after his master. Didn't really have a lot of special functions. Looked very cartoonish. Yeah. Um, none of the weird stuff we were getting with Call Me Kenneth. Those like overseer robots with all the like the weird. Yeah, the weird egg-shaped robots with all their tentacles. And or stuff. little bug ones that had like um, like five or six arms. No, yeah. this is just like this a little very cartoon. Very humanoid, that, uh, half the size of a human. Looks like a like a robot version of a Looney Tune or something that would not be out of place on like 
what was it, Looney Tunes Junior or whatever it was? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, um, fucking Tiny Tunes. Tiny Tunes, thank you. They're What's tiny, like, they're like, toony. Gur from Invader Zim or something. You know what? That also works. I haven't watched that in a long time. There's like a, there's like an Invader Zim movie. Really? On, on Netflix, yeah. Hell. Check that out. Yeah. Um. I haven't watched it yet either, but... Yeah. Could be good. Could be. Items and technology of note. We have the Oxydome. A dome of oxygen that covers a fraction of the Luna One territory. We don't really say how it got there or why. We just they say it. Oxydome. We know what it is. Yeah, it's a it's a dome with breathable oxygen. We put two words together. Synthicaf. <laughs> Synthetic caf caffeine. Caffeine. Quantum engineering. Oh, <laughs> it, it, it can do anything. It can do anything. Um. So items also, we have the Killjoy Destructor Missile, or KDM, apparently readily available to children. Now when he's saying children, he might mean like, you know, uh, uh, teenagers or 20-somethings. Like, Because you and I... Like, you know, I mean, like, the moon, it's got this very wild west theme that could be like, you know, uh, outlaws on the, on the surface of the moon or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I, I think we're making a lot of reaches for that to make any sense. We're, we are making a lot of reaches to make anything make any sense at it's, this point. That's fair. It's a comic. It's a labor of love. Yes. Um, terrible slang, made up words, Judge Dredd one-liners. Walter has all the terrible lines this issue, <laughs> but the one that from from Dread that I love is "Come out nice and quiet, or you get lead surgery." That's right, lead surgery. I'm saving that one for personal life, like stretch a lobe. Um, so, another big thing: we have a lot of world building this issue. One of the which biggest which I think is the Grand Council of Judges, Office of the Triumvirate. So, okay. Office so, of the Triumvirate, Tri implying three. three. And so we know that there are three major cities. Yep. So they have like a is it the head justice or the head judge from each major city is the triumvirate. I'm starting to compare the judges kind of to like the samurais and the shogunate, uh, and how like there's different shoguns but they all like work together in a way. Yeah. Um, though there was only one shogun in Japan, I believe. Yeah, there was there? one. There was one shogun, and he he was a military leader, and the emperor was a civil leader. Yep. And as what always happens when there's a military and civil leader. The military leader takes full control yeah. all the time. But the, That's what happened to Julius Caesar. All the time. He's like, oh, well, I want to keep being leader, so we'll always be at war. <laughs> um, the, But no, we can assume that there is some kind of governing body, which might be this Grand Council of Judges. Yeah. Um, that could be our government for all of Megacity, all of, all of America, really. Or at least North America. It's the United Cities of North America. Yeah. Um... We also have that Judge Dredd is appointed uh, as Judge Marshall for six months, so we know we're going to be here for six months. Um, not you and I. Not, uh, but, but Judge Dredd. Dr like, yeah, Dredd Comic will. time. Yeah, comic time. Um, International Lunar Treaty of 2061 divided a million square miles of the surface of the moon between the three great cities of North America and called it Luna 1. Is this our first reference to Mega City 2? Which, uh, Mega City 2 has not been referenced yet. No, I've, I've not heard this name. Uh, Mega City 2, I know, is the other... Oh, other that's right, with the damned Earth. Yep, that's Cursed Earth. Cursed Earth. The Cursed Earth is uh, an arc that's coming up. In Volume 2, right? In Volume 2, where Ooh. Judge Dredd has to ride across from Mega City 1 to Mega City 2. Because of the, the heebie-jeebies? You don't want to know. We're going to get there. Um, you don't want to know. It was something it's really the dumb. worst. It's a virus, and it's the worst. Uh, it's um, it's so stupid. I know this. Don't do it. Don't do it. We'll save it. Save it. We'll Fru tutti Fruity! Damn it! It's the Tutti Fruity virus. Yes. <laughs> he has to cure the Tutti Fruity virus. 
Um, I knew it was something it's really stupid. It's very stupid. Yeah. Um, but it's based off of a, a classic sci-fi movie, Damnation Alley. Exactly. And, but it's weird. Yeah, it's it's Judge Dredd style. Um, for world building, we also have every six months, one of the three cities would have to supply a new Judge Marshal to cover in the police force on Luna 1. Apparently, Judge Tex has been like the go-to deputy this entire time. Okay, so um, he's not the previous... I thought he was the previous Judge Marshal, but he's just the deputy. Yeah, he just stays down as the deputy. That makes sense why he'd want to kill Judge Dredd, because then he'd get more of the Luna Marshal. Yeah, and if he's, per if he's a permanent fixture... Maybe he has some sense of power there. You never know. I'm calling it right now. He's the villain. Okay. Um, well, I'm calling. I called it a while ago. But, but I'm, I'm it's reinstating fair. it. Reinstating it. Reaffirming it. Reinstating um, it. Uh, count, death count. This issue. We only have one death. Fred. Fred one killed himself via self-destruct once. Yeah. Uh, questioned by Judge Dredd. If you can count a robot life as truly alive, I think at all. I have been counting them as alive up to this point. All right. And we also counted like uh, we counted robots previously, like uh, Call Me Kenneth, for example. And we'll have. A lot more robots to deal with in the future. We've had semi-Western plots before in the because uh, you know it's it, the Western's a very American genre. It is, and they're going for a very American audience with this yeah. comic. Right, well, they're they're okay. As much as you think this is Western now, <laughs> wait until the next issue. The one because, after this one? Yes, because they're gonna double down hard on the Western thing. Okay. Okay. So far, it's been kind of spacey more than it, than it has been Western. Yeah. Um, it's going to go Western real hard in a real big way. And it's a fan of Westerns. I'm, I'm kind of excited for that. You're good. Good. But I like, because I like good Westerns, not hokey ones. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what you're in for. That's oh, not, then you're not going to like you're this. You're not going to like this at all. But, or you're going to like it, ironically, in a good way. I mean, we've seen, like, we had um the... the I say that the Western plots and the more Western tropes made into moved into different genres. There was the High Noon Killer. Uh, the yep. The that um, felt very the Western. Solar Sniper. The Solar Sniper. That felt vaguely Western to me. There is a lot of Western influences here. Yeah, yes. and um, even the one where it's like the the where what's his name Judge Whitey escaped from Devil's the Devil's Gulag. Yep, Devil's Island. Yep. Yeah, and they had the whole they had the whole the shoot climax. Out in the snow. Yeah, the shoot out in the snow. There was a climax where you saw that his reflection and it wasn't really him. Yeah. Again, that feels like a very Western influence and, to me. I mean, it's and the, I like those ones like minor Western influences in a different genre. This no. But that's not what we're going we, with now. Now we, we're going. Full Western. Imagine the, cow, the stars at night are big and bright. A squeaky, in Texas. a squeaky hammer that's repeatedly hitting you in the face. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, you're gonna have to read some shit, and I will need you to power through it. All right? Okay. This is rough. Uh, we're gonna move to issue 42, Showdown on Luna One. Oh yeah. That's... Our, our script is by John Howard again, John Wagner. Uh, artist is Mike McMahon, and letters by Tony Jacob. Uh, I'll read. I'm gonna read. <laughs> I'm gonna read the, the the intro thing, and you're gonna read the character here. But we clearly see a three-wheeled or three-tracked robot, yeah, dual-wielding laser pistols with a, a ten-gallon hat on. This was an interesting design. He had like a, a a big center wheel, like these two treads. Yeah, it's like it's a, it's a cool design. It's a cool design. Uh, it says Luna One. Wild boom colony on the moon where lawmen die with their boots on. <laughs> okay. I don't hate it. <laughs> All right. Read, All right. The, read this robot's first line, if you will. Where's that lily-livered cotton-picking low-down two-bit space rat Marshall Dredd? 
I'm gonna blow him off the face of the moon. And it shows across this robot's visor the words kill, 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 kill. kill. <laughs> so, do you, have you had enough Western yet? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, would lawmen die with their boots on? That like, lily-livered, cotton-picking, low-down, two-bit space rat. You, uh, that's the line. That's You got the line. That's the first words in this fucking comic. That's I'm the line. I'm done. Let's skip these issues. <laughs> <laughs> I, believe me, no <laughs> one wants to skip this issue. You know what, something I found out recently? You know how you loved the Rico episode, the Rico issue? Because yes. that's what the... That was my introduction to Judge Dredd. And that was ni- the 95 movie, the 1995 yeah. movie. Um, Which I have fun memories of watching it with my mom and, you and, know... But that was, like, one issue. Yes. Do you remember me talking to you about... I mean, I hate to interrupt this, but I thought of this No, no, go, go ahead. Do you remember me talking to you about a car named Elvis? Yes. The evil Elvis car. So, in Judge Dredd, at some point in time... He fights an evil car named Elvis. That sneaks into his apartment? Is what and tries to me? run him over in his apartment. This As is this a... is like a six-part parter, I think. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Rico, Judge Dredd's brother, one issue. A car named Elvis, six parts. What? What's the pacing? What is the pacing? <laughs> Who knows? So. Oh, my God. We're going to keep going. Uh, our next panel... <sighs> Shows Judge Dredd in the most heroic pose. Oh yeah, that's even more heroic than he's got like an arm up, like fist clenched, and he looks like he's like fist back, blocking with a shield and ready to strike with a sword. This is the coolest pose I've ever seen him in. And we see some judges looking on him, as well as the judge text, big guy, and Walter the Wobot. Uh, and it says, "I'll have you read the narration if you'd like." Every six months, the United States of North, Am- the United Cities of North America, appointed mm-hmm. a new judge marshal to administer justice on their moon colony. Earlier that day. Also, one thing to notice: Judge Dredd's new station comes with a fucking awesome cape. Yeah, dude, it comes with a dope ass cape. With like a chain on the front. Hell yeah! yeah. Judge Dredd saying. It's like connected to his new. He doesn't have his judge's uh, badge anymore. Oh yeah, it's uh, the, the Luna symbol. It's uh, it what looks it's a like star a star with the crescent moon uh, on the bottom of it. Like, yeah, kind of thing with made up th- with stars below that. Um, judge Dredd saying. I pledge allegiance to the badge of the judge, Marshal of Luna One, and to the code for which it stands, one colony under law with discipline and order for all. As Tex and some other judges look on, including some creepy hooded guy back there, I don't know what's up with that, (laughs) and Um, Walto. It says, Judge Tex, the lawman from Texas City, was permanent deputy marshal on the colony. And uh, I'll have you do the voice for him. He's got big jowls. He's got... Yeah. Well, no. I wish you the best of luck, Marshal Dredd. Y'all sure is going to need it if not to... <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> well, I wish you the best of luck, Marshal Dredd. Y'all sure are going to need it, and that's a fact. What do you mean by that, Texan? Ain't y'all her partner? George Marshall's old Luna got a right nasty habit of dying on the job. I like it, liking it more. Um, we cut to Judge Dredd on uh, a hover bike with Walter riding. <laughs> Just like, not Lucy riding, he's like draped around him gently. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Walter feels so safe here. Uh, Walter is only happy when he is this close to Judge Dredd. <laughs> like, um, he looks like his head turned side was like leading to his heart. This is an episode of Ghost? Like, what is, what is happening right now? <laughs> 
Um, and we have Judge Tex riding behind them on a hoverbike, and they're looking on at like a bunch of like malls and McDonald's. Not, not McDonald's, but like it says Mooney's Bar. Oh Mooney's yeah, Bebop. It's, it's a it's an old Western frontier town. Yeah, like it's it's the but it's on the moon. On the moon. Um, and so instead of like buildings are like like moon landing pods. Yeah, but it's the classic Western town. It's like uh, one street going through the town, and there's like you know all the all the shops and stuff facing yeah. Main Street. Mooney's after the soda, something Mooney's bar, Mooney's bebop. Yep. Uh, after the ceremony, Judge Dread conducted uh, conducted Dread. Ah, oh, sorry. After the ceremony, Judge Tex conducted Dread and his robot servant Walter on a tour of Luna City, and he's saying in the background, "We use hoverbikes up here because the low gravity makes normal bikes unstable." And Walter is responding. <laughs> Look, it. Judge Dredd, that's the remains of the first moon landing craft. Oh, okay. Yeah, we see uh, we see Apollo there. Uh, it says Armstrong and Aldrin, Apollo, uh, July 1969. And we see this original spacecraft there. Okay. But written across it is some graffiti. Yeah, it's been defaced. And it says, eat at Moonies. And Judge Dredd says, a brave monument defaced by people here. Defaced. The people here are lawless, a lawless bunch. And as they're pulling into town, Judge Dredd, Mooney, that name is everywhere. Is that C.W. Mooney, the great moon explorer? The, the great moon explorer is named Mooney. They really wanted him to have that job, didn't they? Son, I want you to go explore the moon. Is what should I name you? <laughs> Mooney. Done. Mooney! <laughs> Reminds me of the eggly bagel face joke. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that shit. <laughs> the ultimate breakfast name. Yeah. Um, Judge Tex responds. Yep, he owns just about everything on Luna One, but nobody's seen him for years. He lives like a hermit out in that ranch at the edge of the Badlands Dome. The Badlands Dome. They built a dome over the Badlands. <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> They have to have the Badlands in the Western setting. There has to be Badlands. But for the, to survive there, you need a dome. You gotta have Badlands. But we see, like, Mooney for hats, Mooney's grab boots, Mooney's Mooney everything. Great, yeah. And you got people, like, like lawmen, or like lawless interviews, like, leaning against, like, you know, uh, yeah. corners and stuff. It's just the typical Western where the, the sheriff rides into town for the first time. Yeah, it's the Western setting, the Western aesthetic. But they're on gravity bikes on the moon. Yeah. Which I don't hate. I love Firefly. Yeah. And I get kind uh, of the same vibe. And I The Space well, Western is a great genre. You and I have been watching Mandalorian. Mandalorian, yeah. That's a fucking great Space Western. But if only Judge Dredd could do it right. <laughs> um, we'll give him but the benefit is, of the doubt. This is like 40 years ago. This so. is true. Um, interrupting this, suddenly we see... A comedy. You describe it, PK. Go ahead. It's all yours. I d <laughs> don't know what I'm. Okay, so we have what looks like to be two or three men riding into town on these. Yeah. They're shooting their guns in the air as mm. you do in the western. Yep, yep. And they're um, even yelling, "Yippee, yippee, owie!" Yeah, boy, yippee, yippee, owie! <laughs> they are riding what look to be robot horses with strange insectoid-looking legs. Yeah. Four-legged, but they're just very horse-like, but the angle is very odd. Yeah, like, um, they're, like, double-jointed. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Um, and Judge Dredd is saying, Don't those men know the law forbids firearms in town? 
To which Judge Tex responds, Aw, shucks, Marshall, it's just some ranch hand trying in on their moon pots. You gotta power through, PK. You gotta power through. That's a moon pot! <laughs> oh shucks, Marshall. It's just some ranch hands riding on their moon pots to let off a little steam. It's only natural. And <laughs> they're called moon pods. And they have ranch hands on the moon. Um, For the moon ranches, I'm sure. What? Um, what do we... What okay. what can we ranch on the moon that we can't ranch on Earth? What 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 is there to eat on the moon for these animals? Why are why are they being kept? Is there terraforming? It doesn't look like no, it. No, because everything's a rocky moon like <laughs> wait, late uh, <coughs> landscape. Yeah, it just looks like shit. We see Judge Dredd has gotten off of his new hover bike and he's walking with his cool black cape behind him yeah. towards the three men who are now entering a saloon. It may be natural, but it's not illegal. It's time somebody started cleaning up Luna One. Judge, you're gonna bring you to lodge the wild badlands <laughs> of the moon. And Judge Tex calls after him. Lots of men have tried, Marshal. Most of them are now lying up in the gravity boot hill. And then wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> gravity yeah. boot hill? Yep. I'm assuming boot hill's a cemetery. Yep. Gravity boot Gra hill. <laughs> Because they wear gravity boots. I'm done! <laughs> I can't! We have to add more space western in this. We can't Please have enough. Make, don't let me! Make me! Don't make me! We're going to go into this saloon, okay? But first we got to get a word from Walter before he goes in there. Walter's calling after Judge Dredd as he walks away. Be careful, dear master. They look like a woof weed. <laughs> They look a woof weed. I, I'm gonna. I gotta write that one down. I can't keep going for long. <laughs> I can feel it just seeping out of me. It's so rough, isn't it? Oh, it hurts. Okay, so our next panel is a a wide uh, a wide horizontal panel across the page in the saloon. We see the three cowpoke ranch hands. Ranchers. Not cowpokes. You don't know what there are. They're not. I don't know if there's cows or poking. There's just ranch hands. And they're uh, they're enjoying some drinks at a table. There's like a woman serving. There's Judge Dredd has hit the saloon bars that swing inward. Yeah, you know course. how you when you want to make the power move in the West movie, you you open both of the of the springing yeah, doors. Yeah, that's what he's doing. And so he's done the power move. Yep, which is you. And he's standing in. in the in the silhouetted light from outside, looking like a badass. There's a there's a, a person at the bar, but one of the cowhands says, "Hey, looky, boys." Our new marshal's decided to pay us a visit. He won't make any trouble if he knows what's good for him. And we see Judge Dredd now at the bar. He's looking. He can. We can see like there's a reflection of a mirror behind. Yeah, again, the... so much in terms of the the mirror behind yeah. the bar, so you can see what's going. Yeah. Again, one of my favorite tropes. <laughs> and the the bartender says to Dredd. Hi there, Marshal Dread drinks on the house. We got gin, synth whiskey, moon cactus juice, with a kick like a robo mule. Correction, Crumb. You've got nothing. And Judge Dread just unloads on his on his whole bar and blows open all the alcohol. <laughs> You've got nothing. And just blows it open. Um, I if. Okay, here's a question. He just shoots every liquor bottle. What, All if, the gin, if they're bring the whiskey, moon cactus juice, moon cactus juice with a kick like a robo mule. <laughs> if if there are if the cowpokes are riding moon pods, 
What's a robo mule? What purpose does a robo mule serve that a, ro- that, a, that a moon pod doesn't? A moon pod is for transport. A robo mule is probably for like labor. But there are hover bikes. Mm-hmm. What? Why do we have robotic beasts of labor when Andy. we just have? Why? We're so far off the trail. <laughs> Into the weeds on the moon. This is literally the trail. I am on the path. There is fucking robo-mules and moon pods. Why are we making artificial, intelligent, robotic beasts of burden when we can just build fucking machines? All right, all right, listen to me. It's because we can. In this utopian society, we've reached the level of... It's America. It's America. We can do it. We're going to do it. We've reached a level of we only have 10 hour work weeks. What do you want to do? Let's like live on the moon. Let's live on the moon. I want to have a robot horse. You can have a moon pod, not a robo mule though. <laughs> what? <laughs> let's let's do this because we can. Oh my god! So Judge Dredd blows open apart the bar, and the the uh, cowpokes are getting not cowpokes. The ranch hands are yeah. standing up. Hey, Marshall, that's good liquor you're spilling. Uh, the consumption of alcohol is illegal, just like those guns you're carrying. Now hand him over now as Judge Dredd kicks the table up. Yeah, he, he kicks the bottom of the table up right in their faces. And they, oh, hey, get him. get him. Right now, I said. And Judge Dredd fires his lawgiver pistol. What What the? He shot off our gravity boot control. And they go flying upwards and out through the window. Seven years bad luck as they go flying into the, because uh, they're like running at him. And he oh, shot off the Oh, because he hit the mirror. Yeah, and they're hitting, he's crashing into the mirror, basically. Basically, That doesn't make any sense. There's gravity on the moon. It's yes. just much, much lower. Yeah. They wouldn't just like, he wouldn't shoot the controls and they'd go floating. They would have to first do something. Well, they're like running at him, so I imagine oh, that's yeah, why they, I guess so. they weren't able to stop. You're right. <clears throat> it's pretty dumb, though. <laughs> um... We now see that the men have been like lined up along the bar, or sitting on their on their uh, butts with their hands cuffed in front of them. Yeah. And one of them saying to Judge Dredd, "You won this time, Marshal, but sooner or later it'll come to a fair fight with guns." And Judge Dredd is looking down on them, scowling, hands on his hips, <laughs> like a fucking dad. It's like guys, mm. shame. Uh, you people never learn. I guess there'll have to be a few deaths before some... Before... Before, before... Whoa! Whoa! A few deaths before, before... That's... That's, that's, a, that's, that's a our first typo. typo. That's our first typo. Yeah. Uh, you people may never learn. Dot, end of end of bubble. I guess there'll have to be a few deaths before... Next before, line starts with before. Before Law and Order comes to Luna 1. That's our first typo. That was interesting. Yeah. I didn't even pick that up. Yeah. Uh, well, so, you know, when you're reading this on low, not reading every line aloud, you're, true. you skip over typos. It's, yep. it's, it's what you do, you do when you're reading. Our brain's really good at it. Yeah. Uh, suddenly, the <laughs> the bar doors burst open, and it's Walter the Wobot saying... They don't, they don't burst open the cool way that Judge Dredd did them. No, like, calmly, no. one hand on each door. It's, it's, the, it's the frantic... <laughs> and as Walter the Wobot says, Judge Dredd, there's a Wobo Slinger walking up Mooney's tree. <laughs> Push through! Wobo <laughs> Slinger walking up Moody Sweet. He looks mean and brutal. And he says he is gonna drop you dead. Robo Slinger and a. Oh, I'm sorry, I just put this properly. Robo Slinger and illegal robotic gunman. They're fast. Lightning fast. I, I Okay, that's kind of cool. We get the idea that our robot is a much better gun fitter than a human. 
as we discussed yeah. when we saw The Mandalorian. <laughs> That's true. A much better gunfighter, but not a much better decision maker. This is true. Uh, we see Judge Dredd stepping outside along with uh, Judge Tex, a couple of the cowpokes or the, the ranch hands behind him, and Walter. And out in the street is that three-wheeled gunslinger we saw from beforehand. Uh, go for it if you'd want to. Come down and face me. You know what count, Earthy. I've ordered your grave on Gravity Boot Hill. <laughs> and Judge Dredd responds to saying to Judge Tex, Split up, Tex. We'll take him from two sides. To which Tex responds, Uh-uh, partner. This is your fine. I'm only the deputy around here. Damn, Tex. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the look on Pinky's face. He's like, I fucking told you so. I, I see called this. it. I see this shit. Um, Walter is uh, running at the gunslinger. Oh, yeah. Trying and to the stop him. Panel, Walter has taken off. Yeah, trying to say, get it between him and Judge Dredd. Go for it. <laughs> Leave as he runs into the uh, into the robo gunslinger. And the gunslinger just bats him aside. Just backhands him. <clears throat> as Walter yells his war cry. Leave Jeff Dredd. <laughs> You can do it. <laughs> Leave Judge Dredd alone, you wicked wanton robot. He's worth a hundred of you. Out of my way, small fry. As it just fucking baps him. I love, by the way, this image of Judge Dredd. Yeah, dude, I just saw the, that. The silhouette with the cape flowing. The and cape, the, the pauldrons. It looks fucking And, like, awesome. his arms are, like, down at his side in typical Western fashion. So yep. you can go wait for the, the, the hip. Our, our next panel is from between Judge Dredd's spread legs, looking yeah, the, down. Yeah, the between the legs paneling. With the, we talked about that before. Yep, yep. And uh, we see the earth in the background as kind of a, a go-to go sun, but the stars are out. Yeah. And the robot slinger says... Fair fight, Dredd. Man against Robo-Man. Draw when you're ready. To which one of the, the ranch hands on the sides responds, The marshal's dead meat. Nobody's ever beat a robo-slinger. And Judge Dredd has got his... He's got... Uh, his pistol is... His lawgiver pistol is uh, in a boot holster. Oh, it, yeah. Not see. a hip holster. Yeah. And he's, Dredd said... He's thinking to himself, There's always a first time when that drop of sweat falls... Dot, dot, dot. No! And uh, we see the uh, across the robo's, robot's visor, the robo-slinger's visor, draw, draw, as it's written on its face. Go for it. Time to eat moon dust, lawman. You can't beat a machine. And as it draws its its uh, robotic-looking pistol, you can see on the side... <laughs> it has a timer. It has a timer for how long it took for him to draw his pistol, which is... 0.002 seconds. Two hundredths of a second. I'm pretty sure it's two thousandths, isn't it? It's, it's two decimal places to the... 0.002. One's tens, hundredths. I thought it was tens. Oh no, you're right. I'm I'm thinking of going left. It's yeah. going right. Thousandths of a second. Two thousandths of a second is all it was. And Judge Dredd falls to one knee, pulls out his pistol, and fires into the robot. And it says, "But years of strict training had tuned, turned Judge Dredd's body into a machine, a well-oiled fighting machine." And the robot, um, and as it's got fire written across its brow, it says. He beat me, beat me, but I'll take him with me. And still fires from one of his different guns. Judge Dredd, however, leaps over the shot with, uh, like, spread-eagled. Yeah, I mean, uh, low gravity. Uh, as Dredd, as the death darts sped toward him. Death darts? 
Dredd switched off his gravity boots. Oh, yeah. So explains That's... his high his eye leaping. Um, so death darts. We're going to learn. Uh, Dredd is landing, and there's a, uh, the death dart veers around a couple of the nearby like lookers-on, and they're like, oh! But Dredd is landing back on his feet. They're turning back, coming back for me, homing darts! And then he thinks to himself, can't be body heater, they'd have gone after those other people. Kind of like the hot shot that we know and love, right? Yeah, those are those sneak body heat. <clears throat> and then he said, must be something I'm wearing. It could only be my badge. And he takes his badge and throws it up and it's illuminated and outlined from the the uh, the earth in the background. Yeah, you see the star in the in the in the crescent moon. And the the death darts zip up and <laughs> blow up the badge. That was some pretty cool uh, good thinking. That's good a, thinking. Yeah, that's a pretty cool little trope. And I have some complications with this scene. <laughs> We're gonna get into that. Yeah. Uh, Judge Dredd says, uh, hands on his hips, looking on at the crowd, having just foiled, killed a robo slinger one to one and lived. Anybody else want trouble? I got plenty to go around. As the as the as the as the ranch hands says, no, sir, Marshal, we ain't gonna mess with a man who beat a robo slinger. And we see now Judge Dredd is walking up to Judge Tex, who's staring over the body with Walter. Judge Dredd saying, "You stood there watching Tex, like you hoped this robo slinger would nail me, and you had the and and you had the opportunity to plant a signal device in my badge." To which Tex responds, Maybe. I ain't all that hard on new Marshall's dread, but I ain't no traitor. Nope. You're bad as we change panels. Yep. Uh, um, He's now pointing into the dead body of the Robo Slinger. And uh, the, yeah. Uh, nope. Your badge was made by Mooney Fabrications. And look here. The robot's got the Mooney brand. So the plot thickens. Yes. I think I'm going to like this place after all. Next prog, Red Christmas. Red Christmas. So it is going to be our Christmas episode coming up Is next. it on the moon? It's on the moon. R- Red Christmas is on the moon. We're oh. going to be here for a couple of uh, issues of, and not just progs, but like our podcast as well. Oh, okay. Wow. So, well, we they, really want, they really want to do the Western tropes for a while. Oh, you're not, setting. you're not, we're not even close to scratching the surface <laughs> on how much Western tropes we got. So... Uh, settings and places we got. We have Mooney Street, which has all the Mooney properties and businesses. Gravity Boot Hill. Sounds like a cemetery, more yeah. or less. Well, Boot Hill is a famous cemetery. It is? Yeah. I imagine it must be. Otherwise, they wouldn't put it in there. Um, characters. We have Judge Tex is, like, properly introduced this time around. Yeah. A permanent judge marshal deputy on te- from Texas City. We have C.W. Mooney, a business tycoon and explorer of Luna One. Lives out at a ranch on the edge of the Badlands Dome. All right, I'm calling it now. I I still think Texas is the villain, but now that I think he's also CW Mooney. He, you think you think that Tex is Mooney? Yep. And Tex is the villain, and Mooney's yep. the villain. Okay, yeah, okay. I think they're all the same person. Okay, that's something to work on. We can look at possibly. Um, items and technology of note. Holy shit, we got hover bikes used by judges to, uh, because of low gravity. Moon pods, robotic horses ridden by lunar ranch hands. How are these different from Robo Mules? Why do they have either? Who gives a fuck? Um, drinks at the saloon in town include gin, synth whiskey, and moon cactus juice. Maybe, which... a, maybe a Robo Mule isn't a mule at all. Remember in Firefly when the mule was their, was their off-roader? That's fair, yeah. Well, but how would it have a kick? 
I don't know. I don't, Unless we just go, you know what? We're in the goddamn. We're, we don't need to go that far. Um, gravity boot holsters. Technology that allows people to walk normally on the surface of Luna 1 somehow. So yeah, it must increase your personal gravity. Maybe it just adds weight. Maybe. Maybe. Um, you get some fucking good calf muscles and leg muscles walking on Luna 1. Yeah. Uh, Robo-slinger is a term for an illegal robotic gunman, fast on the draw. Point zero 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 two seconds. Um, two thousandths of one second. Yeah. It's kind of nuts. Uh, we have homing darts. Similar to the Hot Shot, these bullets are fired by the Robo-Slinger, homed in on Dread during his shootout. However, unlike Hot Shots, which only target body heat, homing darts, or death darts, are programmed to be home after something in particular. In a this a case, certain beacon, basically. Yeah. Or a signal. The Western Beacon! Oh my god, the Western, the Wayward Beacon! Um, <laughs> in this case, it was in Judge Dredd's, Judge's, Judge Dredd's badge. Yes. That's way harder than I thought it was. Um, terrible slang, made-up words, Judge Dredd one-liners. Where's that lily-livered, cotton-picking, low-down, two-bit space rat, Judge Dredd? First line of the fucking issue. It's fantastic. <laughs> it. So bad. Oh. Um, I love the correction crumb. You got nothing! And just blows up his bar. <laughs> Shoots every bottle of spirits in the place. Um, and then uh, they look like a woof weed. They look like a woof weed. It's. I mean, Walter has so many good lines, but woof weed <laughs> has to be one of my favorites. Um, world building. Luna One is depicted as a lawless backwater, more akin to a town from the 19th century and not the 21st for some yeah. reason. Um, with his new promotion, Judge Red's given a boss-ass cape. We know that it's illegal to consume alcohol at all and it's use weapons in dry time. county. What? Why? 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 How are there bars? Why is that? Why? Well, I mean, that was, that was actually a famous thing, you know, out in the Wild West. <clears> they would have dry counties or dry um, um, uh, parishes. Okay. And so all the alcohol was illegal moonshining. Okay, okay. That's, That's weird a lot that they, of a uh, few good westerns. It's weird that they would offer the judge, new judge marshal, a fucking drink. Again, it was the lawless west where people, the, you know, people didn't pay attention to murdering laws. So they paid far less attention to drinking laws. <laughs> That's fair. I have hiccups for some reason. Want some water or something? I'm good. I just gotta get power through it. Um, also, we have Judge Dredd's new badge was made by Mooney Fabrications, as was the Robo-Slinger who tried to kill him. I want to say that the one the one corporation that, that fabricates all the supplies is another Western trope. It's also a cyberpunk trope. It is a very... It's a, so it's that's kind of cool yeah. seeing... Megacorps getting around there. Yeah. Um, why does C.W. Mooney have it out for dread? Or is C.W. Mooney Tex, as we've Maybe discussed? Maybe he doesn't want any judges on the moon. Maybe... I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to wait after until after Wed Christmas. <laughs> um, our death count this issue, only death included is the robo-slinger who dies to judge dread. Yeah. Um... Is there anything you want to bring up about this issue, or okay. do you want me to like talk about it next? I time? did. I had one minor, one minor problem with the shootout. And they're building up this robo gunslinger. They said no one. It, it draws a gun in, in two thousandths of one second. Yeah. It's it's programmed to kill. It's it's a rope. You know. Yeah. Computers compute faster than the human brain ever could. Yeah. And Judge Dredd just beats it. Yeah. And number two, the other problem I have with that fight is. Do you remember, like, we were just talking about the Rico issue. They talk about how Rico's the better shot than Dread. Yep. In a showdown, Rico will get the drop on Dread. Yep. And it doesn't happen because of the very cool detail. The one really cool detail in that in that issue was that he had been on Titan for 20 years. Yep. And so his body had adjusted, his his sense of gravity had adjusted to being on Titan. And also just so, he'd been out of practice yeah, for that Yeah, that long. too. So that, 
those things gave Dredd the edge to finally beat Rico. Yep. That goes all out the window because this is Judge Dredd's first day on the moon. Yep. Where gravity, he has gravity boots. Yep. But I don't know those affect how fat, I don't know. But the it's fact just a, that a little, it's, again, it's a, it's. Dread is really good. Dread is really good. But like, it's just, I think that's as lame as how cool it was at Rico that they, that they did that thing for Rico. Yeah. I think it's. They did that, and it's cool for Rico, and it's lame that they just ignore it completely for this fight. Yeah, I uh, I very much like like the Reek death of Rico. That was a good time. Yeah, I also I just really liked that detail. Like, um, of, yeah, he's out of practice. He's been in prison for all this time. Yep. And his body's adjusted to the to the lower gravity of a moon. Yep. He's on the moon of Titan. Titan. Yep. Um, do you want to hear what we have going on next issue? Uh, the Red Christmas? I sure do. Uh, not about that, in fact. Oh, okay. Um, yes, we're going to have a Red Christmas episode, which is good. But we're going to dive more into Mr. Mooney. Next time. Mr. Mooney. Next time. It even sounds like a, like a, like a Western name, <laughs> except for the moon. Yeah. Next time, Patrick, why does Mr. Mooney want Judge Dredd gone from Luna One? What does he have planned next? Why is he wearing a white pointed hood and white robes with eyes cut out? Maybe some of those questions will be answered next time on the Dreadful Cyberpunk Cast. I'm Andy. A white hood? <laughs> yeah. And I'm PK. And I'm scared. <laughs> and this is and PK. And I'm PK. <laughs> and this has been a very dreadful recording coming to you from well, the, the distant, distant present. present.